Hi, my name is Benjamin Wu. I am an instructor in the uh, NYU School of Medicine in the Division of Pulmonary Critical Care. I'm one of the representatives in the MTPI Early Career Working Group. I'm sitting here with one of my mentors, Professor Martin J. Blazer, who is a professor of microbiology. He's the Muriel G. and George W. Singer Professor of Translational Medicine. He is the director of the Human Microbiome Program at NYU School of Medicine. He's one of my mentors and also one of my mentor's mentors, Dr. Seagal. And he, uh, he has done seminal and groundbreaking work in the 80s and 90s in H. pylori and the connection to gastric cancer. And that segued him into working in the microbiome, looking at the effects of antibiotics on obesity and inflammation. He was able to give us a little time today so we can pick his brain and ask him some questions about his thoughts on mentorship and career development. And uh, we, uh, and let's begin. Okay. So, uh, Dr. Blazer, can you tell me a little about your philosophy behind mentorship? And Yeah, fine. So first, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. I've enjoyed mentoring you. And, uh, and I also believe in mentorship. All right. And that gets into the philosophy. Mentorship is really the, in a sense, it's the intergenerational tra transformation uh, uh, of knowledge. Right. Uh, of, of one generation teaching the next. It's like what we do in medicine right. a lot as well. Or, or all forms of education where somebody who has experience can help somebody who's coming up along the ropes. Mentorship is a two-way street. Mm -hmm. it, when done well, it's very good for the mentee, but it's also good for the mentor. Right. It keeps them, keeps me on, keeps them involved. I've I've learned a lot of things from the people I've mentored. Right. Could you describe a little about the philosophy which you have, which you well, promote? The the philosophy. <coughs> so there's mentorship in medicine and there's mentorship in science. Right. And they're a little different. Uh, the principles are the same, but they're different. Mentorship in science. Is, is about how to test a hypothesis. Right. The science is based on, on hypothesis. Um, finding a good hypothesis, figuring out how to test it, doing the test, and then figuring out what the results mean, and then go to the next step. That, that's the scientific method, that's the process. I try to help my mentees uh, work their way through the project. Right. One, one of the Science. critical roles uh, of a mentor is helping the mentee find a good project. Okay. The project should be based on the mentee's interest, but it's very important to find a doable process, project. Some process, projects are great, except they're impossible. Mm -hmm. Can't be done in a lifetime, or they can't be done with the available tools. And a mentor, based on their experience, can help say, no, this isn't going to work, but this one might work. So it's definitely setting goals, setting expectations. Well, uh, yes, it depends. Again, there are different kinds of mentor relationships. Uh, there, there always should be expectations. But the mentor relationships that work the best is when the mentee has internalized goals and expectations. That's that the mentor is not the policeman. The mentor is the guide. Very nice. The mentor helps the person achieve their goals. Very nice. What, what, that kind of brings us to the second question. What other qualities do you think define a good mentor? What do you look for in a good mentor for a mentee? I think the qualities of a good mentor are somebody 
who is interested in being a mentor, who's willing to devote the time and, and effort to, to doing the good job. That's a very strong selection. There are some people who aren't. They're, they're, they've got a lot of other things on their plate. Uh, I'd say that's the single most important quality. They want to do it. And, uh, uh, and, and, and then, then it's an open dialogue. Uh, it's uh, uh, you're brainstorming. Uh, and uh, um, together you, you figure out which way to navigate. And remember, there are all these steps. Picking the problem, developing the project, figuring out how to test it, doing the test and all the logistic and millions of problems that arise, and then analyzing it and, and asking, you know, in a rigorous manner, what did we learn? How, what is new? How, how is this going to change the knowledge of the world? That's what science is, is to discover new things, to build on what's been done and to discover new things. I can see why dedication to being a mentor is very important because there's that time commitment, but a lot of energy goes into mentoring your mentees. Well, as you know, um, I'm not bashful, and uh, sometimes you and Leo have come up with projects, and I've said, well, you know, maybe there's a better way to do this. Yeah, that's because right. Because that's where, I, that's where I can help you the most. Yeah, that's been, it's been very helpful, actually, sitting with you, redesigning our, our experiments, and seeing sort of the uh, forest for the trees often. And, and, you know, the great thing about mentoring is that it is absolutely a... Uh, uh, do one, see, see one, do one, teach one, right. because uh, everyone has been mentored, and good people will continue to mentor. So I'm, I'm, I, I'm sure that you're already mentoring people. Yeah, working with uh, residents and yeah. our yeah. lab techs, it's yeah. been great. Yeah, good. Could you tell me who your mentors were? People who really impact your life, both yeah. in science and medicine. Uh, the good news for me is that I've had a lot of mentors, right. and. I don't think there's ever a point, and I'm, you know, I'm getting pretty old and I'm getting pretty senior, but uh, I still have mentors. There are people I still go to with questions. Right. A mentor is somebody who you can go to and say, how, how, can I, how can I solve this problem? And I've had mentors, I had a fabulous mentor when I was a, a resident named Mark LaForce, uh, who, was, who was the chief of medicine at the VA hospital in Denver. And he, he was a great outstanding person. He's This year he's getting the first uh, public health award from the Infectious Disease Society of America for his successful campaign to uh, uh, to vaccinate uh, people in sub-Saharan Africa against the meningococcus. Wow. Uh, his team has now vaccinated 300 million people. Uh, so he was, yeah, I was <laughs> lucky to have Mark as a mentor. I also had a second mentor, Wenlan Lu Wang. Uh -huh. She was the chief of the microbiology lab at the VA. And she was, a, she was a, a bench microbiologist. She knew how to get things accomplished. She had a lot of practical information. Yeah. And uh, we kind of met by accident when I gave a talk. And we worked very closely together for the next 10 years. Right. Was this the mentor that got you into the Campylobacter research? I gave a talk about Campylobacter, oh, and at the end of it, she said, "I'm interested in that bug too." Oh, very so nice. those were that was those were my early days. Then I went to the CDC. I had a great mentor there, Roger Feldman, chief of the Enterics Disease Branch. Then I was at, went on a sabbatical later to Rockefeller. Emil Gottschalk, an NYU graduate, was my mentor at Rockefeller. Wow! And then I I did three mini sabbaticals at the Institute Pasteur, and Agnes Levine was a mentor for me, even though she was younger than me. 
she she was a great mentor for me. Wow, that's that's very impressive, and it shows that you find mentors every step of the way. Yeah, every step of, of your career path. It sounds like. yes, and that's an important lesson for everybody. Your your need for mentorship doesn't st- as long as you're active, as long as you're trying to do something, you need mentorship. That's right. Thank you. Um, how do you evaluate? if your mentorship is successful? How do you measure success for your mentee, in other words? That's a great question. So I've mentored a lot of people over the years. Really a lot of people. Physicians, graduate students, postdocs, etc. And what I find is that if I have a formal mentoring relationship with somebody, the people who do the best are the people who keep coming back and wanting advice from me and who meet me on a regular basis and um, uh, they do the best and the people who kind of I force them to meet me uh, and then a long time passes and I say okay how about meeting again Uh, they don't do as well Um, maybe because they're not as invested in research or maybe because the chemistry didn't work or I I, I can't tell you it's just an observation but the people who, who really want to learn, um, that's, that's the best predictor for me of who's going to do well. And that sort of leads us to our second uh, a follow-up question, which is, um, what advice would you give people looking for mentors? Uh, I hear persistence is one of the, the qualities of uh, a mentee looking for a mentor, but what else would you find important? You have to respect the person, and you have to like the person. Those are two, that goes both ways. Right. Goes both ways. And uh, you have to find somebody who you're comfortable working with, who you feel you can learn from. Right. And, and that, that's, that's the most, it's, it's kind of intangible. Yeah. There's a je ne sais quoi about Yeah, it's, a, it's a little like dating. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, uh, um, but sometimes it clicks. And when it clicks, you know it. That's right. What, what do you think some of your strengths are when you mentor? What, what qualities do you think you do best? Uh, I'd say my number one strength is that I care. Okay. That I, 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 I want to help somebody. Okay. That's, that's the, to me, that's my biggest strength. Uh, and a uh, second strength is that by now I have a lot of experience. Uh, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> so I know many things that don't work. Uh, but I also, you know, I just have some sense of, of how to accomplish things. That's right. And sort of moving on, what do you think the role of mentorship plays in career development? I know you talked about science and its impact on science, but how about if somebody's progressing an early career professional progresses through their career, how does mentorship play into that? Well, I, I think in our system, right. in our society, mentorship is well recognized in business, in law, in government, in just about every field. Right. It's, this, it's this transfer across generations in general. And um, in companies, uh, sometimes it's very interesting, some big companies, they have somebody supervisor as the mentor, and sometimes they skip a generation, they have the supervisor's supervisor be the mentor. Right. Uh, so, uh, but uh, uh, a lot of organizations recognize the importance of mentorship. You, you, life is too complex. You, nobody is born knowing everything. Right. You, need, you need help to navigate. What was the best career advice that you received from your mentors? Uh, I don't know if I know the answer to that. Uh, 
but I know the career advice I give to, to people I mentor, sure. which is um, uh, enjoy the process. If you're enjoying the process, you're, you're doing a good job. It's going to work. And if you don't, if you hate it, look for something else. The other, the, the other advice that I give people uh, that I think is important is that, you know, on any day you have 20 different options for what you can do, or any day or month or year. And the best advice I have to give is to tell somebody, follow your nose, follow mm-hmm. your intuition, follow the things that interest you. Don't necessarily follow what I tell you. You, I can't. You tell me I'm interested in this. I'll help you, but I can't make your interest. Right. Uh, my whole career, I've been following my nose in one way or another. And it, you know, when you follow it, you're motivated. You're interested. All right. And things happen. That's right. Um, are there are there obstacles that you see in young professionals today that you may not have dealt with? Like things that cropped up more recently. Well, I think times do change, and we're in a time where everybody's counting every second and every dollar, and it's just it's 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 a much more structured environment than it used to be, and uh, that has a cost. The the cost is that uh, it it limits creativity, because you know there are only so many hours in the day. You're spending your time filling out reports or seeing patients every five minutes, uh, you, you just can't, you can't be as creative. Yeah, that's right. Is there something that you know now that you would have wanted to know back when you first started in your career that you wish you learned sooner? Well, I probably would have bought Apple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, uh, makes two of us. Yeah, but, uh, you, you know, I think, I think, what I've learned is that there's no exact script. And I, I like to, sometimes I've spoken at different conferences and things uh, about different career choices along the way. And I like to show people, using my career as an example, how often chance played a role. You know, where I could have gone in one direction or another, and for some reason I went in this direction. That then defined me, and then something else happened. I mean. You know, when I was a medical student, I wasn't planning to be a scientist. And if somebody had told me, I'm going to spend the bulk of my career studying the bacteria of the gastrointestinal tract, I would have laughed because it was so improbable. But that's what happened. Definitely serendipity does play a role. Serendipity. You should be open to serendipity. It's not... Luck is important. You can't rely on luck, but it's useful. And the luck guides you in one direction or another. That's a uh, fortune favors a uh, prepared. Yes, Pasteur. Yeah, that's right. Um, moving on, if we can, uh, sure. we we'll talk a little about research and sort of what re- you f- believe that research plays into career development. Do you think it's an integral part? Do you think that there's been a de-emphasis on research? Uh, what's your opinion? Uh, it's a good question. I like the question. I, I think that. In a general sense, you can think of life as having a series of polarities. Mm-hmm. And uh, for research, there, there, are, there, there's, there's one group of people that exclusively uses knowledge. Right. There's another group that exclusively creates knowledge. Most of us are in the middle somewhere. 
But research, obviously, is toward the creation of knowledge. Right. And, and I think they're different phenotypes. Um, you, you know, there are people who read voraciously, they read and they, they use the knowledge to improve whatever they're doing if they're a doctor. And, and there are others that really like to create knowledge, to, to learn and discover things. I personally think, it's my bias, is that doing research makes people better doctors. Yeah. It teaches them to think critically. Right. And that's the most important, other than caring and having a good heart, that's the, that's the second most important thing for being a doctor is to think critically. Research forces you to do that, and, and, and you learn. And I, over the years, I've observed that some of the people who I know who are physician scientists, who are uh, among the best doctors I know, are also the best scientists. Yeah. It's, not, it's not random. And one thing I learned from you, as well as learning from Leo, is what's the question? What's the question you're trying to trying to read? That's the address? question at the bedside too. Yeah. It's always what's the question? What's the question? How do how do we treat this patient? What do we what do we right. do for this what's, patient? What's going on? What are the tests we need to do, to test the hypothesis? Is it heart failure? Or is it pneumonia? Right. How we how can we test that? Yeah. It's the same process. Um, do you see that there are specific roles or values that a research mentor should have that isn't found in say a mentor for a career when I think we sort of overlap on several questions, but are there qualities or values that research mentors should have? I think, I think all mentorship, you need to give the mentee a lot of room. Yeah. The mentor isn't there to, to, for the mentee to do their work. Right. It's the mentor is there to help the mentee accomplish what they want. And sometimes there's a lot of overlap, and that works out very well. It's a win-win. But uh, the, the, the mentor has to give the mentee a lot of room to sink or swim. Right. And, and sometimes uh, the, the mentee sinks. Right. This is not the life for them. Right. They, they don't want it. They can't make the time commitment. It's, there are too many other pressing things. There are other things they're interested in. Uh, you know, that's fine. That, that happens. But ultimately, it's up to the mentee to make the course of their career. Right. The mentor can only help. That's very interesting. Uh, one last question. Mm -hmm. So what advice would you give research fellows or postdoctorate or people, early career professionals who are thinking about research who may not see the impact of their research right away? What, would you, what advice would you give them? Well, you, you have to figure out who you are. You have to figure out what your personality is. Do you, do, you, do you want to be that clinician who everybody respects? Do you want that scientist be that scientist who's making the great discoveries? Yeah, you have to get a sense of, of what turns you on, etc. And because I, I really see that research is a way of life. It's a way of looking at the world. It's, a, it's the reason I woke up at 6 a.m. this morning to work on a paper. Uh, you know, nobody was forcing me to do it, but it's because it's a way of life. I, I love being creating things. Yeah. And um, one of the things that I like to say is that the purpose, doing an experiment has several purposes. But one of the purposes is to prepare you for the next experiment. Each experiment... Each paper, each project prepares you for the next. And that's part of the answer to your question, you know, what's the impact? It's just preparing you 
to take on bigger and bigger and more complex problems and projects so that you can build it's like it's, it's very similar to the education of a doctor where you start with low responsibilities your responsibilities get bigger as your skills get bigger you can do more you can accomplish more same thing in research so the question is if you want to be that kind of person who makes the discoveries who becomes the leader of the field uh then you just have to do this, go through the steps. All right. Keep working at it. That's great advice. Really appreciate your time. Well, that was the last question. Good. Thank you so right. much for your time. Good questions. I really appreciate uh, all your insights on mentorship and career development. Yeah, these things, you, you should think about these things vis-a-vis yourself. Yeah. Because, uh, maybe they're useful. Yeah, part of it is also getting a lot of that insight and for, for my future and what well, I want to do. You know, what I tell people, right. like you, right. is that every person, every field has to have its leaders. That's Why right. shouldn't it be you? Fair enough. And, and, and the thing is that if you start working on some problem, within a short period of time, you're, on that problem, you're one of the world's leaders. That's right. And, uh, and then it, it, it generalizes. Great. That's the, 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 part of it, I don't know if we're still recording, yeah, we're part still. of it is to keep plugging away. Just keep persisting. Yeah. Well, thank you. Go ahead. Really appreciate all the insight. I look forward to uh, when you have gray hair and you tell me about all the things you've accomplished. <laughs>